Hi, thanks for logging on to listen. I just want to share a sweet surprise that this is actually two episodes in one. It's labeled as one, but it's actually two episodes. So at the end of the first episode, you have a very short break and then the start of the second episode, which shares on how to become a better listener. So make sure and stay tuned after the first episode, which encourages entrepreneurs to align business with wellness and online work with real life connections. The second episode, which follows is about three steps to becoming a better listener. So on that note, let's get started and thanks for tuning in. One of the many benefits that come with working from home is having the freedom to assign and align your time with whatever activities and tasks you have on any given day. So whether that's your duties at home, whether that's involved with cleaning, whether that is um, part of your duties that come with maybe taking care of a family, and also the connections, those real life connections that we have with our friends and our creative colleagues, making space Um, to enjoy those kinds of precious moments is really, really important. And as entrepreneurs working from home, especially, or working while traveling, you have that flexibility and that freedom to assign and align time according to your ideal design for your life. So that's one thing that's really, really um, encouraging for us. And we have to remember that when we're doing our business, that we're not designing our business so that now our business owns us and now we have become essentially um, an overworked employee of our business. Naturally, you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to put in the work that comes with being an entrepreneur, especially in the initial and first year stages. But very often, the point of becoming an entrepreneur in the first place is to enjoy and implement and apply that freedom to your life design. So that's one of the things that we just need to remember um, when we are designing our days because obviously there will be seasons when, okay, you have like enough, 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 enough things to do, enough tasks to do maybe. Or maybe you have um, scheduled a lot of meetings and stuff, but do remember that because you are the leader and the owner of your business, essentially, you are in a position where you can design that time to align with the healthiest you. So in doing so, let's remember to make time, set aside time and align time to whether that's going to lunch with um, a cherished friend, whether that's meeting a group of friends for brunch, whether that is um, taking time out with your little ones that you may have at home with you while you work and making sure that you pace spending time with them and maybe homeschooling them along with the daily duties that you need to fulfill as an entrepreneur. Or if that is short meets, like short meetings with creative colleagues that may not be like um, meetings assigned to a particular product project, but you may be meeting to kind of um, be inspired together and kind of iron sharp and iron kind of um, visionary meetings, even if there's not a set yet 
project. So just remember, in designing your life, to make sure that we make use of the time not by filling it up and maximizing every single moment of it so that we're exhausted by the end of the day if we make it that far, but so that we use the time wisely and use the time well to align with our work, but most of all, with what matters to us most in life. Because what is the use of having a business thriving or otherwise and not having our health unless you have some sort of structure and delegation like a system in place that it can take care of your health but ideally you want to be living well and growing in business so that's today's tip for entrepreneurs working from home remember design the time to align with the healthiest happiest and most peacefully productive you adios Stay tuned for a bonus episode on a fresh topic any second now. I'm so glad you pressed play on this particular episode. That is so honest of you and um, this is not a topic that I have mastered in any way but from my experience and throughout my journey, I've realized essentially that there are three Two are pretty strong and the third is more like a support one. But there are three activities that naturally influence and invite you to become a better listener. They're not rocket science. You have heard these three things before, but maybe never process them in this way or maybe might just need a little refresher on how they can assist you and me in becoming better listeners. So first of all, what is a better listener? Well, we know our brains can, um, we're thankful for them, but we know our brains can get really, really busy, especially if somebody is talking for any long period of time. Now, your brain is already working as you're listening here. Your brain is working, but it's working a lot less than if that person was not speaking because hopefully you are already listening in some way. So one of the things that I realize helps you to become a better listener is reading. Now, I personally grew up reading 365 books a year. I literally used to read a book a day for quite a number of years. It wasn't like two or three. It was quite a number of years. And... um. As such, that was my way of lowering the volume in a home that wasn't necessarily loud in terms of the numbers of people, but was just loud in terms of the vibration. And for me to kind of blot it out, uh, I spent a lot of time reading. And reading is what helped just the space that I was in, the immediate space that I was in, become quiet. And even though I could still hear what was going on, it didn't affect me um, as emotionally as if I were actually in the space where all of the basa basa was going on. It helps you to listen through a filtered mind as opposed to listening through a cluttered or busy mind. So, for example, think about 
um, the last good book that you read, the one that you just could not put down, not just like you flashed and read a page or two, but one that you really just were so devoted to and just enjoying. Now, chances are, when you look at the moments that you were actually literally reading, you weren't talking at the same time. And if somebody attempted to talk to you or um, maybe take your attention away from the book, it was a slight challenge or it felt like um, a pull on your energy because you were reading, which essentially is listening to the written voice of the writer. So first, remember that reading is a form of listening. The only thing that is not expected of you as a listener is a verbal response. But you're already listening when you have quieted your mind and your mouth to receive a message that happens to be written, but it's still a written voice of someone who's sharing a particular message. So that's the first point. So remember, the more you read, the more you, through muscle memory, will kind of remind your mouth without having to say anything to get used to a position of um, closure and then ideally open with a sense of purpose. Second one is connected to reading, it's writing. And think about when last, um, I'm going to say writing as opposed to typing because there are two different expressions, um, two different sets of motor skills and writing is something that's a little more inherent to us um, than typing is a kind of new quote unquote exercise that involves digital and technology. But when it comes to writing, using like earthen tools, that is our very, very um, basic kind of technique of delivering a message. And it really awakens and charges our cognitive memory. When you write something down, you're way more likely to remember and recall it um, thoroughly or accurately when you write it down, even if you're not saying or reciting it at the same time. So remember that writing is also a precursor to listening because if you, the last thing that you are writing, can you picture having a conversation about a topic that's not related to the book that you are writing in or not related to the subject of what you're writing about? It's not possible for very long. You might be interrupted for one or two seconds um, and be able to just say a response like, yes, I want some water or yeah, I'm ready to eat. But you're not likely, unless you are skilled in an amazing way, to be writing about one particular topic and speaking simultaneously on a completely different topic. So writing is also a precursor a stepping stone to listening as well because you generally don't even recite when you are writing. You're usually quiet when you're writing. So that's your voice. Your, t your written voice is speaking through your words that are not audible. So again, you, as you read it over what you've written, those two go hand in hand and create a quiet pocket that invites you to become a better listener. The third point is reflection or observation. And why I say the third point is like, 
even though it's a third point, is a secondary um, step to listening because I don't think it's as strong as reading and writing in terms of being connected to listening. Why? Because observation can be done in groups, whether it's a duo, a trio, a, a group of, of people. And that observation can, yes, you might be quiet for a time while you observe or you look at something or someone, but observation can be a bit risky in terms of being related to listening because if you have a group of people who are watching somebody walk and that person trips up or does something that they find funny or that they don't agree with, their observation could be a step towards gossip. Um, so that's why I say it is only quiet reflection. You have to put quiet to it, which means reflection is not as strong a step towards listening. But in terms of quiet reflection, like if you were to take time outside in the garden or the next time you're outside having a quiet, fresh air moment by yourself or with someone who um, knows how to be quiet and appreciates your um, assignment of being quiet to be observant or reflective is it it provides an, an ambience, like almost like a force feel of quiet, even if you are amidst general sounds. You and maybe one or two people who are also in that quiet state of mind can reflect without audible words, just literally is like a thought connection. But that quiet, quiet reflection can help you to get used to receiving information without pouring out information as the immediate response. So I thank you for listening because this podcast, the purpose is to share this message, but the purpose is magnified because you have shared your precious time to actually click play, be interested, and to dedicate your ears and your time to listening. So you are already, have become a better listener. So I thank you very, very much for, um, just like I said, sharing the time and no more unnecessary words on that note, because we're focusing on being a better listener. So I would love to listen to you too. So feel free to download the Anchor FM free app. And that way, when you come to my podcast page, sorry, my name is Indra. When you come to my podcast page, then you can actually go on whichever post or episode that you, um, that kicks, that floats your boat or that resonates with you and leave me a voice message. You'll see the little button saying voice message, leave me a voice message. And, um, that is basically for a chance or an opportunity to be featured and included in an upcoming episode. So thanks again for listening. You matter beyond to me. You matter in general. So enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. How to set a writing rhythm for your blog or your book. This episode is specifically for aspiring authors and online writers. If you know that you are called to write and share, then this is the episode for you. 
first of all, I hope you have like a pen and paper, a journal, or something else other than the phone or what you're, whatever you're listening to this episode on to type out some notes. If not, when you do get home, just carve out some time purposefully to come back to this podcast and just answer the questions that um, will be in response to the prompts I'm going to share. All right, so let's get started. What is your message? Because there's a message in you. You know that. I hope you know that there's a message in you. You weren't just born for no purpose. Your life has a purpose. So what is your message? And are you called to write and share it? Yes, you are because you're listening to this. So you are called to write and share your message, right? Don't worry. Walk with me here. We're getting to closer to your blog or your book through this episode in real time. Keep writing or keep typing and let me show you how. Cool? All right. So why are you called to write and share your message? Why are you called to do it? In one line, jot down or type out the purpose of your blog. Right. Now you're going to list three of your most prominent personality traits. Now, when I say list, let me just know that if you are on the move right now where you're listening to this episode, obviously, you know, just pay attention to what you're doing while um, putting this in the backdrop of your mind as something that you need to address and need to do as soon as you can carve out some time purposefully. But if you are in a position to just write or type this out right now, the answers, you just get started because I'm going to show you by the end of this episode that you're already going to be on the way to constructing your map forward. Next, let's go. Your three most prominent personality traits. Following on to that is what does your writing voice sound like? Now, as you grow as a writer or an author or a blogger, your writing voice is going to evolve as you grow, right? Um, Because obviously at first you're doing something, you're kind of tiptoeing maybe a little bit if that's you, or maybe you leap forward. But we want to try to take some... um, purposeful steps forward you know um i'm trying to save you some of the bloopers and hours and hours and hours and pun hours of research that i would have done so you don't have to go and kind of repeat those trial and errors those little bloopers and you could kind of just um hurdle jump over the hurdles of those little challenges right get straight to the fruit so what's your writing voice sound like this can be like fun light serious effervescent encouraging motivational you think of some words now who is your ideal reader who are you writing this for and how does it help encourage educate or inspire them okay now on to defining the goals so before you start feeding into the fear take a deep breath and just contemplate now in terms of your goal how does this goal align with the healthiest most purposeful you because remember it's one thing to say we want to do something and to serve some people or help some people or encourage them along but we um, want to be conscious of the fact we want to do it well we want to serve well right so um, burnout is real y'all so we want to serve well So, how does your goal align with the healthiest, most purposeful you? Next, write it down, if you can, right now. Journal it, 
then put it up. And I say write it down. For this one, we're not writing and typing. We're writing it because writing helps you, um, like physically writing something down helps you commit some something to memory better. So there's more clarity in it. And also just for your cognitive um, thinking and your cognitive memory, writing is extremely useful in that. So write it down. And you are creative too, so write it down, pelt two flowers on it, a sun and a pen or something, do. Then, now you've written it down, put it up. So you can put it up as just um, a scribble down or a sweet calligraphy um, statement. You put it up in your mirror, put it in your room, put it in your journal, something like that. Um, but you can also print it out or uh, if you did type it out, you can print it out, uh, decorate it and put it up as a part of your vision board if you're into vision boards, okay? Now, on to practice because the essence of this episode is about developing and setting a writing rhythm. So anything with rhythm has to have a practice because you're not just doing a two-step or two bars and tapping out. You're actually writing as a song, right? as a whole entire journey so right now where you are how often do you write this is not a competition we try to usher something out of you okay so don't be hard on yourself if you know you really only make time to to write purposefully once a week don't be rough on yourself i don't know the contents of the pace of your life right but we're just trying to pull the truth out of you so that you can have a clear map forward that aligns with your healthiest, happiest, most purposeful you. So how often do you write? And how often would you like to write? Because I'm going to just invite you from now on to write purposefully once a day. At least one page once a day. And I say one page, but if one page looks like one page in your notes on your smartphone or not so smartphone, because these things shouldn't be smarter than us, um, put one page on your notes page or if it's a full page uh, a physical page like A4 paper or if it's a full page on your laptop you are going to write once a day at the very least okay it is possible it's doable so I'm gonna help you um, find out what works for you in terms of what pocket of the day you can actually commit to writing once a day because we want to face that fear but we also don't want to invite panic right we're going to step forward with calm quiet confidence onto your writing journey cool so outline what is your average writing time how often do you usually write uh right now (laughs) how often do you usually write uh are you like 10 minutes and you're good do you find that you can write slowly for 45 minutes just when is your uh, what's your average writing time right now also, where do you do your best writing? Where do you do your best writing? Is that in your room? Is that you have like a home office on the carpet outside or the um, couch in the living room by the kitchen counter? Like right now, my um, kitchen counter is working for me sweet because it kind of helps my posture when I sometimes like to write in my bed or type in my bed. But you know, you could be leaning to one side and that when we talk about wellness, that thing hurt your shoulders. So you're trying to um, do it in a, a good way, right? Healthy way. Next, describe your present space. So where you do right now, describe it. Write it, type it. And breathe now. Take a deep 
breath in. Don't start to pick down or pull down the space that you're in right now or the space that you write in. We are going to take a deep breath, close your eyes, and when you open it, you're going to visualize your present writing space with fresh eyes and a sense of appreciation. Visualization and belief is so, so, so important because if you can't visualize it, it's going to be real tough. And when you do visualize it, you'd give it room to grow because that gift was planted in you. That gift was gifted to you. So you watch that gift magnify when you just start to give it some effort, some intentional effort and energy, right? So your current space, the prompt, the assignment from right now, if you could do it right now, if not, carve out the space purposefully, declutter, clean, decorate it, and start where you are growing towards your ideal setting, right? So even if you need to press pause in this episode and you can do one thing right now, like empty the garbage in your room or your office, go take the mug of that hot drink that you know you had, um, like you got there under the bed or next to your sofa or something like that, your bowl that you had at salad or something, take it to the kitchen, dust off a mat outside, remake your bed if you're in your room, adjust a chair and a desk if you're in an office, and you just kind of align it in the, the well-lit part of the room, the most well-lit part of the room, just do something if you can, within reason right now, to see the space with fresh eyes. Cool. What time of the day do you usually write? Morning, afternoon, evening, you're a night writer. You know, oh, that's actually a kind of cool title for somebody. It, you Google it and see if that's taken. If not, feel free, right? That's a kind of cool title, if that resonates with you, right? So after outlining what time of the day you usually write, when is the most quiet pocket of time in your day? Like, for me, that's mornings, early mornings. I wake up purposefully so that I can have that quiet time, you know? As a writer and also as a creative, I find that I always have to have purposeful pockets of time where I could just have some fresh air and um, just get a message as to uh, the way forward, right? So just outline the quietest part of your day because your life, the contents and the design of it, the amount of people in it is going to be different from mine and from somebody else who's listening. So, what do you think about a lot? What's on your mind a lot? This is going to help you. We are so close right now. You don't even know what's happening. Or maybe you already sense it because you are actually getting to, in real time, jot this down or type this down. You see this map starting, right? So you will know that by the end of this, you have already got a template for the map that you're going to continue building. Now that you realize that this is doable, you're actually making the steps forward. Next, what do you care about a lot? What do you care about a lot? Like genuinely care about a lot. Because those are the things that is going to be um, easier to continually write about. The things that naturally flow through you or swim around in your mind. You got to give, you got to pour those things out. So we're going to pour them out in our writing. Next, what concerns you? So the first one, the second one was what do you care about? First was what do you think about? Then it was what you care about. Now it is what concerns you. Like what concerns you could be not just like, oh, but something that really like you are really, really passionate about. And then a step above that or a step beyond that is things that really, really like drive you to do something about it. Whether it's like a socially responsible call to action 
whether that's the environment or whatever you're really passionate and concerned about. And ultimately, what solutions can you offer? Because this is the purpose, this is the essence, this is the, the uh, this is what is going to be oiling the conveyor belt and the machine behind your blog or your book is that what solutions can you offer through that and why how are you connected or how are you compelled to share this message why not necessarily what what equips you because i believe that when you are called to do something you are going to be um poured into and that information is going to be assigned to you sometimes beyond what you can ask or imagine or what you studied for but within what you know to be true why are you in particular compelled to share the so those solutions whether from your experience insight or from your calling the message that's in you and there <laughs> that's the start of your blog outline you are already putting in the work yo sometimes we are so or we can be so hard on ourselves and it's one thing to you know like motivate yourself encourage yourself and kind of like give yourself a gentle nudge or receive like a necessary nudge from somebody who knows that there's a message in you that is it's time that that message comes out then you're just like you have to overcome the fear you have to face the fear acknowledge it we've all got moments of that but we all have a message so you know make sure that message has a voice right make sure that message has a voice especially as women you know apparently we can when when compelled we can um talk more i have uh, you know developed or this parts of me that are extremely quiet and i guess some would say introverted but when you get me passionate about something or when i'm passionate about something interested in something or concerned or i care about something or someone you just the message is going to flow and i know the same is for you in your own unique way right so remember this is about giving your thoughts your your cares your concern but most of all your message a voice through a platform or a product this is your blog or your book so remember as you hear this smile in my voice remember that joy is essential right joy is essential because it's directly connected to your purpose and in life joy is essential because this is not a playground this is a battlefield so joy is essential when you can continually pour joy and purpose into your project or on your path you are going to find it so um that that your writing is going to become more fluent because you're actually engaged and you're genuinely uh, caring you're genuinely enthusiastic about the message that you're sharing you're just using your platform you're not be going to be concerned about ego because ego is what kind of feeds fear like oh i shouldn't do this i can't nah, nah, nah. that's ego not um wanting others to see your scuff knees or your sweat stains while you're working on your project or your assignment or having a little bloopers and stuff those are all a part of the process and hopefully through this episode you are not going to repeat some of my own bloopers but those bloopers kind of outfitted me with this insight to be able to record this episode in the first place so it's only focusing on forward and we give it thanks for where we were and you're going to grow forward you already 
are on the way you're already putting in the work so when you think that oh I haven't written this much or I really am not this or I'm not that you already have been putting in the work just by the few minutes that you've taken the time and dedicated the time to your goal and taking a step further in finding and setting a writing rhythm so that you can get steps and strides closer to your book or your blog and just delivering that message that's in you so Take a deep breath and go exhale some words onto a page or a screen. And you keep me posted, y'all. Keep me posted on how your writing journey is coming along. And you can download the free Anchor FM app. Subscribe to my podcast, Joy Within Podcast. And record a voice message on the app for a chance to be featured as a caller in an upcoming episode. We are cool like that. So now, no more long talk. Go and write, like right now, in one, two, three.